Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. All right, God bless you guys for joining me here at HNOC Studios here in the city of Plano, Texas. It's kind of a good night, kind of a bad night at the same time. Not bad in a bad way, but, you know, we look at the you know, the fact of what happened on this particular Friday, and we know it's a lot of silence that's going on, the message I'm going to be talking about during the course of time on our actually uh, tomorrow service. For those who join us on our actually Psalms report, we're going to talk about the process now that, you know, Christ is awaiting in his triumph to come back. You know, and with those who put him to death, not only did they put him to death, they really gave us a boost in life. You know, when they gave us an opportunity to where we are right now, that we won't have to suffer. There's some things we deal with in life, and we'll know that someone died for us. He died for us to die, we may have the right to the tree of life. And so we're going to talk about the Word of God here. We're going to be over in the book of Romans, chapter 5. We're going to start off over there and look at some things. And we're going to move to some other variations of scriptures. And just really just kind of, you know, get into what we really need to talk about in terms of this particular um, Good Friday, or this Passover that just took place. And coming into Saturday, there's a lot of silence going on. But oh boy, eruptions get ready to take place. And it's all because of what me and you have believed in. Knowing that that famous word that John the Baptist speaks about. Well, not John the Baptist speaks, well, John speaks about it. Just John the Baptist speaks about it, but we talk about that famous scripture that God so loved the world. We're going to look at that and we're going to go forth and hear what the Word of God has to say that's coming here at HNLC Studio to my beautiful wife, Pastor Patty Ellis. My beautiful daughter who hung out, kind of hung out with the girls today, had a nice time with them, kind of wanted to just spend time with them. And it's a beautiful day for me. Um, and it was just an opportunity for me to take time and be with my family and just. I worry about a lot of things as far as going out and being around a lot of folk. Just wanted to spend some quality time with them. You know, we, we, we're getting older. You know, time is still moving. So we want to take it easy in what we do. And we want to have a heart, not only just now, but forever. You know, things change. Things change as you go mature and go older, as you go forth and do the work of the kingdom of God. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. Well, for this time, this moment, you know, we're spending with you, Father God, on this midnight cry. We bring forth the word to your people. Well, let it be solidified in their hearts and their minds that then as we bring forth the word, Father God, they will receive the word that's coming from the kingdom and not me, that I'll be your conduit for this time of night as we hear what you have to say that's coming from the kingdom of God. 
Lord, your presence and power for mighty name. I pray, Lord. Amen. Go ahead. The music kind of run a little bit in the background. It's going to play itself out. Don't worry about it. It's going to silence it down a little bit. We're going to go ahead and move forward. Let's go over the book of Romans. We're going to look at the King James Version. We're going to start in Romans chapter 6. We're going to double back over in Romans chapter 5 and 1. Well, we're going to start in Romans chapter 5. And we're going to start in the 6th verse. We're going to double back over to Romans chapter 5 verse 1. And we're going to put this thing together. Let's hear what the Word of God is speaking, what He done for us on our behalf. The Word of God decrees according to, to Romans chapter 6, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 6. Uh, I keep saying 6 for some reason. I want me to go over there, but Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. The Bible said, When we were yet still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, Paul makes a very strong statement about that process that we as men and women got when we were still living an ungodly life, a sinful life. And then we look over in the book of Ephesians, it talks about how we all once walked the course of the world, things we did that really diametrically opposed the will of God and what he really wanted us to be has been his representations here on earth. And also we talk about how we all in the positions where we are, we are falling short, according to Romans uh, 3 and 23, for all has fallen short. But you know, the model prayer is always there for us. This is one of the words he declared and he creed when John the Baptist was on the scene over in the book of Luke chapter 11. You know, in the book of Luke chapter 11, they came to him asking them, to, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray as John has taught his disciples to pray. And he began to rattle off the model prayer, meaning he was here to do the work for his father. And doing the work for his father, we're going to read on the scripture that he would go to slaughter like a lamb, even under the shears, and not say not one word, because he knew there was something he was going to do for us, that we may have this right that we have right now. Go to the seventh verse. He said, for one scarcely, for scarcely for a righteous man would die, yet pervert true, meaning that one is not worthy, I'll say they're not worthy, which we're not, for a good man Someone even dare to die. Now, when we look at that word, he says, some scarcely for a righteous man, one would die scarcely. But a person yet perventure, meaning a person that's not, uh, they don't have the capabilities. They don't have, they, they don't have the, like, the kind of birth that Christ has. When you look at it over in the area of the Amplified Edition, we can sneak preview to the Amplified Edition. He said, it is, an, it is an extraordinary thing for one to give his life, even for an upright man, though perhaps a noble, lovable, ingenuous, or generous benefactor, someone might dare to die. You know, you know we love our brothers and sisters, and we love men and women of God, but, you know, we're not, some of us can't, we don't want to take the hit for another man. And then we barely want to take it for our own family member. But you do find some who are out there in the process of having to need certain parts of their body delivered unto them that they may live. You know, they do that. You know, it's a totally different thing when we look at the scripture here. He did it for all of us. When he did it for all of us, it was the fact that we had an opportunity, you know, to have the righteous to the tree of life. The word of God says over here in the book of uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God committed his love toward us. Now, let's think about commitment, committing. Commitment is like a marriage. I do. He's, he marries to us. We're his children. You know, the word of God talks about in the book of, you go to the book of Ephesians, 
Paul breaks it down so beautifully in the book of Ephesians. If you go to the book of Ephesians, how he looks at every one of us as having an opportunity to the right to the tree of life, not based on what M-A-N or W-M-A-N says, but what he looked at us and cared for us. That even in the midst of all the things we have done, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, he yet still had a place for us in his heart. And having a place for us in his heart, he knew the work that he would put through us as he go forth. Paul speaks a strong word over in the book of Ephesians. I want to look over in the Amplified Edition. And if you just kind of swing your Bibles over to the Amplified, and let's look at that uh, particular area in Ephesians chapter 1. And I want to look at it in the Amplified also because it brings so much structure uh, to the word in terms of how, you know, how God really cared for me and you. You know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of new converts come in, you know, part of our ministry. You know, we don't have what we call a building. We don't, I don't, you know, I done, I, I've been there and done that. The stress for that is they can keep it, you know. And that's just not what I'm supposed to do. Everybody don't run that race. You can't make everybody run that race. You can't say nobody's doing the work if they don't run that type of race. Everybody runs a different race. Be respectful for the level of work that person has to do in the wall. Paul says in the book of Ephesians, and he speaks on the book of Ephesians, an amplified classic, Paul the Apostle, special messenger of Jesus Christ, by the divine will, by the divine will, the purpose and the choice of God. Notice what he said. He's a choice of God to the saints. And the Bible said that he, in the process, has been a, a, a choice for Christ. You know, the Bible talks about how he, he, was, he was separated. He was consecrated and set apart as one at emphasis. And the word of God goes on and said, who are also the faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ Jesus. Now, this process has been set apart, set apart. Christ called you separately. He never called you to be in a pool with anybody else. Your walk with Christ has got to be an individual walk. You got to have an intimate relationship with Christ. When I say intimate, meaning not in a negative way, but to the point you got to fall in love with him and him only. That means my wife, God comes before her. My children. God comes before her. And my, my my wife to me, God comes to her before he comes to me, before she, he comes to me. In other words, she her love for Christ is first because Christ knows how to put things together. There's never going to be no discrepancy in marriage when you put Christ in everything you do. My wife loves Christ with all her heart. She'll put me before Christ, and she's supposed to. I love Christ with all my heart. I put my I put Christ before my wife, and I have to. Because when you look at the process, the way things go, even my children, Christ is the ultimate to the point of bringing everything to solidification of what it needs to be in terms of how we are with Christ, how we are with Christ. He says in the third verse, my grace is an unmerited favor and special peace, which means the peace with God, and harmony, unity. The Bible says, undisturbedness be yours. From God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. And it says in the third verse, my blessing, praises, and latitude, and eulogy to be God the Father, our Lord, and a Messiah who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing has given by the Holy Spirit, blessed in heavenly realms. Even in his love, he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own. This is this this. This is what we're dealing with. This is some of the things we're looking at, what's happening on this Friday, going on to the day that he's going to rise up. It goes over to verse 4. I don't want to kind of stop in the middle of that because I want to go right back to the Ephesians, uh, to the book of Romans chapter 5. Even in his love, 
his choice. Even his love he chose us actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be wholly concentrated and set apart. Now, now you talk about that fourth verse, it goes back over what Paul talks about in the first verse. Separating the set apart, blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. You take that fourth verse, you look at that verse one in Ephesians chapter one, you'll see what I'm saying there. The word of God comes down, he really lays it out here. He said he foreordained and destined us and planned in, foreordained and destined us, planned in his love, planned in love for us to be adopted, revealed as his own children through Jesus Christ in the accordance with the purpose of his will. Listen to what he's telling you here. For he foreordained, that means he foreknew. It's like your Jeremiah. And it's like Jeremiah 29 11. A lot of people say don't go to, oh yes it does. Because God knew the plan he had for you according to Jeremiah 29 11. He know the plan he has for you based on the love that Paul speaks in this particular scripture about what he would have to do in terms of you having an opportunity for the tree of life. Live according to his will, his statue, his plan, his purpose, his goal. The word of God says once again in Ephesians chapter uh, 1 in that fifth verse, for he foreordained and destined, Jeremiah 29, 11 right there, the plan, us planned in love for us to be adopted, not by, you know, you know, adopted, you know what I'm saying? When people look at you as being a bastard, you know how that goes. They throw you away. They tell you you're not good enough. They say you're a rinky dink, but God adopted you. He revealed his own. He revealed you as his own children through Christ Jesus and according to the purpose of his will, not man's will, his will. It pleased him who was, what, for his kind intent. That's what his intent he had toward us, nothing negative, but always loving and caring, always loving and caring. The word of God goes over here in this particular area in the 8th verse of Romans chapter 5. But God committed his love toward us. Look what he, he committed and commanded his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, come on somebody, Romans chapter 3, 23, Ephesians 1 through 4. Come on, we talk, let's talk. See, we all had something. And some of us are still hollering Christ and holy, holy, but we're not still in a position of where we need to be. See, pressure is different. You could talk good, but pressure proves to what's in you. It brings out the real you and what you really were designed to be. God takes you through the process. He puts you through the washer. And whatever don't come out in the wash will come out in the rinse. You're going to go through. This is, a, this is a part of what we do as being Christians. As men who legally represent the kingdom of God from a point of his love. Not wait man one. It's not about numbers and titles and positions and cliques. They fooled you and bamboozled you with that. It's no popular preachers or pastors or apostles. It's popularities, popular people. God looked at you and he loved you. He said in Jeremiah 29, 11, before you, before you was born, 
The Bible declares, according to the word of God, you are called to be a prophet before the nation. That's in Jeremiah 1 and 5. But when he see in Jeremiah 29 11, the same thing that Paul says in the, excuse me, Paul says in the book of Ephesians, you are predestined and designed for God's purpose and his goodwill. Not what men wanted, but what God wanted. You are engineered to do the job. That's why he told you in Jeremiah 29 11, I know the thought and I know the plan that I got for you. He says, a good plan. It's not an evil plan. It's an expected future that he has in store for you. So when we go to scripture, and we go over here, we look at this particular area over in the book of 1 Peter. We're going to move to Samaria scripture in the King James Version. We're going to look at also in the New International Version or the Common English Bible. We're going to get over there also. So we're going to double that up. Roll me right over to 1 Peter 1 and 3. 1 and 3. No, that's 1 and, uh, yeah, 1 Peter 1 third chapter but the 18th verse let's look at that in a couple of different um, breakdowns here's a want to go through the process just open up a couple more um breakdowns i'm going three different breaks in that and look at that i'm gonna look at the four and i'm gonna look at the after look at the amplified and look at the international i'm gonna change the ampl the amplified edition to the common english it might read a little slow let's look at let's let's stay with the uh let's look at the uh the derby translation Derby translation got a lot of good information on there. And I think that'll be something very interesting. Have a look at the Derby. I, used to, I, read the, I got some good Derby translation Bibles. I like the way the Derby translation reads. It's one of the books I got by the word called Watchman Need the Release of the Spirit. Uh, I think he's from Japan. Very powerful scripture. Very powerful reading about he encompassed the power of the Holy Spirit when he was going through that process when he was in prison. And it's amazing. You know, we talk about Paul and Silas during the course of time of release and how they was actually captured and put in prison. But the Bible said they prayed their way out. Prayed their way out and saved people on the way out the door. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Let me get over here right quick. Let's get going here. Let's go. To, let, me, let me throw the common English. This is called the CEB, the common English. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're the common English. Let me look at the international version here. Let me get out over here and get this going while we're still. I'm going to see what the Derby translation on this one. The Word of God says over here in the area of the book of, um, in the book of 1 Peter 3 and 18. 1 Peter 3 and 18, as I get myself in position, for Christ also has once suffered for sin. For Christ also has once suffered for sin. He's once suffered for sin. That just for unjust, that we might belong or bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Let's look at this again. Let's look at this again before we go into any translation. For Christ also has once suffered. Now we see this, I believe it's in the area of when he tells, I think it was Luke 9 and 22, when he tells the Sabbath, son of man must suffer many things. You as men, the man of the God, you're going to suffer some stuff. Don't. It, it's believe me. It's it's worth the process of going through, because God is bringing you closer to Him. The more you come close to Him, the more things get easier for you. The more you hear His voice, the better you off. When you're going through circumstance, you go through these ups and downs. When you hear the word of God in the midst of a fight, and whatever it may be, financially, physically, spiritually, health, whatever, when you hear the voice of God telling you everything's going to be all right. Man, the word of God, believe that. And this is why you go through the fight to understand and get on your knees to hear the word of God to direct you through the storms that you deal with in life. You just don't look to somebody 
listen to what they have to say. They may coarsely steer you to the way you have to go, but you got to depend on God through the process. You never look to me or anyone else has been a pedestal in your life. Even though we grind the word and we hit it and it sounds good to your ears, we yet still have to go and get on our knees. That Matthew 6 and 6. Look what it says in the book of uh, 1 Peter 3 and 18. For Christ has once suffered for sin, the just for an unjust, or just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Listen to what he said. Bring a being, excuse me, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the spirit. Can, can I talk to y'all once again on that? I want to hit that second half again. That he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the spirit. Look what it says over here. I got another translation over here. Let's go here in the Amplified Edition. <clears throat> I mean, the Derby Translation Edition. In the Derby Translation 18. Derby Translation says, For Christ indeed once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Let's move to the New International Version. Look at the New International Version right here. For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteousness for the unrighteousness. I want you to understand the righteous and the unrighteous. You see, you, you can't put in, you know, you can't, you can't talk about nobody. You, you can't say you better you holding than everybody else because you know the Lord. Listen to me. The Bible said we constantly got to use the process of the model prayer because all are constantly falling short on a daily basis. So we got to get in it. Our Father who are in heaven. The Word of God decrees and declares when you study the Word of God. He says it's 365 times in the Word of God I have not given you the spirit of fear. Why did he do that? So every day that you rise up, that's going to be a battle. Maybe subtle, maybe short, maybe hard. Let's look at the New International Version once again. For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Do you understand what he just said there? Hebrews said, we walk by faith and not by sight. I don't see him, but I believe him. Because the elders have brought a very report about the things they have done and said around him when they was with him. Y'all understand what I'm saying here? See, man, see, see, sometimes we find ourselves, we want to see the work. The Bible said, had, had not our faith without works is dead. That means wherever you're dealing with, whatever you're going, I'm right in the middle of the fight with you. I'm never going to leave and never forsake you. Have a little faith. Believe and trust in me. That I will bring things through for you. Only to him that believe, all things are possible. I want, to, I want to shoot to that over there. Look at that word over there in the book of uh, in the book of uh, in the book of Hebrews. I'm going to flip to Hebrews right quick. Look at the book of Hebrews 11. Look at Hebrews 11 and 1. Look what he says in the Amplified Class Edition. For now, faith is assurance, a confirmation. Look what he says here. It's a confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being 
accord or be in proof, excuse me, of the things what do not see. And a conviction of their reality, faith proceeds as real fact. What is not revealed to the senses. Now, when the word of God tells you faith is assurance, he said the confirmation, the title deed, he gave you all, look at everything on earth belongs to you. Can I, can I help you with that right there? When he said he gave you the title deed, somebody go over to Genesis 1 and 26. Run over to Genesis 1 and 26. Try to get this as quick as I can, but I'm gonna, I want you to understand that when God gave you a title deed to the earth, it was yours. The word of God says Genesis 1 and 26 in the Amplified Edition. Look what it says right there. God said, Let us Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what you got to understand. It's not by any rule, color, or any race, anything that make mankind our own image after the likeness and let them have complete. Listen, this is your title. This is your earthly title. Complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, tame beasts. Now, don't go mess around. Nothing can't be tame. Now, that's what you know. Tame beasts and over all the earth and over everything that creepeth upon the earth. That was the earthly. That's the title God gave you. That was a, he gave you an earthly title deed. That means everything down here is under your control and your command if you believe. The Father owned it and he wanted to give it to you. Remember what he said over in the book of Ephesians. When you go over in the book of Ephesians, you see what he said in the book of Ephesians. He said you was predestined for his purpose and his good will. It's not according to what man has said. God loved you for what he yet loved you when you was in your sins. When you talk about the book of Ephesians, you go to the book of Ephesians and you come down to the to almost like the grand finale in the book of Ephesians when it comes to that end results when it talks about the process of those men who are in that position as being unworthy, but yet we as people looked upon them as being unworthy. And he comes back and he makes it very clear. Let's look at the, in the King James Version. <clears throat> Let's kind of get some solidification out of Ephesians chapter 1. And I want to take you to the King James Version. Let me give me a second here. I'm going to kind of flip my scripture here. So I get on down to the, King, to the KJV. That King James Version rules. I want you to know that right now. So the Bible says over in the book of Ephesians, look at Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says when you're quick and you're trespassing sins, look here, in past times you walked according to the course. Things we love to do. Instead of some of us still doing the same things, even though we say we love the Lord. According to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power. Of the look at the air now. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to you of the air. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Your situation may be a little more wicked and wiser now, but back then it was still doing the same thing because sin was sin. Am I there with somebody? The writer says over here in the third verse, how mind was untamed. We look over the fact that what he said in Romans chapter 12. We didn't want to hear that. We didn't want, when the God said, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercy of God. That your body be presented as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, that of a reasonable source. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Your mind wasn't what it needed to be. The world had a grip on you. Look what he said in Ephesians 2 and 3. Among whom you also had our conversation in past time, lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. In of them, your mind wasn't right. So when your mind wasn't right, what would you do? You were feeling desires, doing things that you wanted to do, and Christ was nowhere in your picture. You just about having some fun. 
party hard, get on whatever it may be. You know, I'm down with it. By nature, you're children of wrath. Let's go back over here to the book of uh, the book of Hebrews. Go to Hebrews 12. As we go to Hebrews 12, I want to go back over to Hebrews 12. We're going to go over to the book of Isaiah. We're going to wrap this up tonight. It's a pleasure you guys join me here on the Midnight Cry always. It's an opportunity to be with you guys and talk with you. For those who get a chance to join me on every Tuesday night, every Friday night, right here at HNOC Studios. If it's not me personally, i got a pre-record service going. Remember, we run 300, about 300 platforms here. So it's a lot of work that's the possibility. It's a lot of pre-recorded services with me and my wife and also Minister Renee and some of those who are part of our group and doing the work. And we're also inviting other good speakers in to be with us also. So let's look what it says over here. God talks about the process that he has to leave. But once he has to leave, he's going to lead them with the power. He's going to show them everything he needs to show them. In the word of God, according to Hebrews chapter 12, where seeing we are great compressed by such a great cloud of witness, let lead us at every weight which will easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that's set before us. Look what he says. Look, this this is minister this is Minister Ruth Ellis's favorite word. She got a show that comes on BTR or Block Talk Radio Show. Every third month, I believe, third of the month. She's on there. Third Tuesday of the month, she's on there. He says in the second verse, looking unto Jesus, look what he said, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy of the, look here, for the joy that he set beside for us endured the cross. I like when she I like when the word of God said, that, look here, looking unto Jesus, look here, he's an author, authoritator. And finisher of our faith. That means he came to show us how the work is supposed to be done. Well, without excuse. Who for the joy. He did it with joy. You know what God said? He was led to slaughter. Even under the shears. Of the great punishment and confliction he would deal with. The Bible said he never said a word. Because he knew. That me and you and our situation have to call on him. To ask him to help us in the midst of our own situation. The Bible says for the joy he set before us. Before him endured the cross. Despising the shame. <laughs> shame. Shame one of us and see what happened. We're going to talk about you. We're going to make sure our authority is in place. Well, our mind, you know. We want to give our people a piece of our mind. And don't let us get a little cloud, get some pull, especially in the government or, or authoritative law position. We really will throw our weight around. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. We'll wrap this off in the book of Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Let's look over in this third verse. He was despised and rejected of man. Notice what he said. A man of sorrow, acquitted with grief. Hmm. And we hid as he were also our faces from him. And he was despised and we were esteemed him not. I, I want you to see how people use this word, how he's kept people highly esteemed. I want them to have no idea what they're talking about. I know we can be esteemed in no way, but you better watch how you use word and content. Don't put people too far up the ladder. To you make them like Christ. The Bible said he despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrow. And acquitted with grief. And we hid. As it was our face from him. He was despised. 
and we esteem him not. The word of God sums over that fourth verse. Surely he has bored our griefs. Yes, he did. Carried our sorrows, yet did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. This is what took place up on this Friday. He was wounded for our transgressions. Notice the inclement of scripture that he was. The work is already done. The resurrection is about to rise in a few more days. He done done what he came to do. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Look what it says. The chest had his peace was upon him. And with his stripes. It wasn't he healed. We are healed. He took every piece of punishment they could throw at him for us. The Bible says in the sixth verse, all like sheep have gone astray. Oh, come on, somebody. We have turned everyone to his own way. The word of God to come said to come a time they want to do a sound doctrine. The itching of the ears, the pride, the things that people look to to make themselves feel a little bit more better than you are. Don't feel bad when they don't call you and talk to you anymore. It's just a part of making you better where you're going. Tell a person no one time. You'll find out who your friends are. Look what it says. Everyone has turned his way. And the Lord has led no, has laid on him the iniquities of all of us. Every man has went his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquities for all of us. Look what it says in the seventh verse. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. You do something to one of us. You're going to hear about it. He's brought as a lamb to slaughter. As a sheep before shears. Is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who should declare his generation? Come on, somebody. Who should declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Y'all got to talk to me on this. You may not want to, but you got to hear what's going on here. It wasn't just a good Friday. It was something going on here for me and you. He says in the ninth verse, he look at him in the ninth verse. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Man, I don't know what to tell you. Some of us look at just another day just to celebrate and have some musical. No, you would need to sit back and understand what is really going on here and what happened with our Savior. It was, it was amazing to see these things happen and to know that he did all this for me and you and yet we still walk among our brothers and sisters with the kind of heart we have separated in the word of God pushing ourselves above than what we think we should be. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to bear. As a man of God, I see a lot. For 30 years I've ministered. 
Some of them left, some of us gone, some of them talked no more, some of we broke our back for it, but it was all a part of getting us to where we are now. We're solidified. Sometimes God let your enemy stay alive just to see you soar from the position you're in. Come on, somebody. Father, God, I thank you. I bless you on this good Friday night. It's just passed over. It's coming to the Saturday morning. Lord, as we lay our heads down and get the rest that I need, Father God, let me wake up with the heart of understanding and realize that you are before me each and every time. I thank you for this past 15th for my birthday to fall on a good Friday. Once in my lifetime, four times it failed in the last 100 years. Before my birthday in my lifetime, this is the first time my birthday's ever failed on Good Friday. Father God, thank you. I bless you. I honor you. Nobody could comprise this, nobody but you. Father God, I feel special because I know I'm your man. And everyone who else follows you is your man or your woman. Father God, look over us and bless us. Touch this house. Command the power of the Spirit to move upon us in ways that never moved before. Let the Holy Ghost continue to tremble. Let it vibrate in and out. Let it shut down every negative thing that's not like you. I just decree the word in the name of Jesus. I just declare by the power of the authority of the Holy Spirit. Then as we continue to speak and go forth, Father God, you're yet making ways out of no way. Father, we thank you for the time this moment. Reaching every one of you. Thank you all for joining me on tonight. I hope you enjoyed. Hey, look, make it a great day on tomorrow. If you're up with me tonight, for those in the foreign countries, we know you are. We love you guys out there. Keep up the good work. Keep moving forward. Stay on top of your game. Hey, look, it's all about Christ. Don't get caught up and don't caught up. Don't get caught up in the hype. Stay humble. God knows where the elevation has come from. God bless you guys. We love you. Y'all take care. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.